You're listening to Closer Look. Here's Maria Morgan. Daryl Strawberry was a Major League Baseball player. One World Series with the Mets, three with the Yankees, but he was hopelessly addicted to drugs. Now, he's an ordained minister. Both Daryl and his wife, Tracy, are recovering addicts. They travel to help the world be what they call clean, sober, and saved. Daryl, what a journey from then to now. Well, yeah, it was a great journey. It was a great time playing Major League Baseball and, and accomplishing so many great things, but before I ever got into Major League Baseball, I was uh, very broken on the inside, and brokenness is real, and I think lawlessness brings about brokenness, and a lot of people don't ever deal with their um, broken issues. And unfortunately, my father was alcoholic. It was a lot of dysfunction when I was a kid growing up, and which led to a lot of hurt, a lot of rejection, and I think that's what happened to me, just like it's happened to so many other people, uh, the brokenness on the inside, and we try to escape and try to fill it with all kind of things. And I've been privileged my whole life. I lived behind community gates and been very successful. Um, had everything, but I had nothing. You know, with the hurt and the pain and, and the addiction part of my life uh, was real. Uh, mine was just pay- played out in the public eyes. And people were saying you were weak because I was a millionaire and, well, you're not supposed to do drugs. You know, most millionaires, that's all they do is drugs. Nobody ever really tell them know that um, this is not the road for you to go down. Everybody tells them yes, because when society opens up the floodgates uh, to life, you usually pour yourself into it, and that's why you see so many uh, Hollywood celebrities um, ODing and dying and athletes involved in drugs and trouble uh, because no one ever tells them no that they have a problem. And my life was no different. You know, it was the same as any other, you know, Hollywood celebrity. I lived it. I know what it is, and I know it's a complete um, lie until one gets well and get healed and meet the real healer, healer of all times and the only healer, and that's Jesus Christ himself. And, and I'm just grateful for God's grace, mercy, and love that he has for us and how patient he is for people. He meets you right where you're at, and I think that's what people need to understand. Um, I'm, I'm a living miracle because God met me right where I was at. Tracy, when you and Daryl met in 2003, you were each battling your own drug addictions. So how did you overcome those things to become strong and sober today? Well, I know for us, literally, we had to get rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. And that's the first step, surrendering to the only one that has the power, the power of the Holy Spirit to heal you, make you whole on the inside. Daryl and I surrendered to the Lord at separate times. So it was very painful for a while there. Um, We had a lot to overcome. We didn't even know what God said marriage was. We had to get in the Bible for ourselves. But one important thing I think I want to say is that coming to Christ, the love of God draws you. And the genuine love of God is what heals you and makes you whole. So responding to the love of God, going through the pain, because coming to Jesus does not promise Um, that everything is just going to be okay. You have to work at it. But when you follow his direction and you come out of the world, which means you have to make a choice to let go of sin. Daryl and I had addictions, adulteries, financial ruin. We lost custody of our kids. We had lawsuits. Every dynamic you could have, we had to bring to the cross and say, number one, yes, Lord, I surrender to you. Yes, I am going to read your word and I'm going to obey it. Yes, I am going to come out of the world. I'm going to stop the adultery. I'm going to stop living like this. Yes, I agree and to partner with you and I am going to do it your way and I'm going to receive your love and your healing power. Take responsibility for my life and do what I can on my part. What I know to do is right and trust you for the rest. 
Daryl, you've been really open as well about the places addiction took you in your life. What do you tell people who are facing that same problem? Well, I would tell someone that's battling these type of issues in their life is to get serious with yourself. A lot of times we're not serious enough with ourselves, and we kind of straddle on the fence. Uh, we want the worldly possessions, uh, and we want Jesus at a certain place in our life. And, and, and I would encourage someone to really fall in love with Christ more than anything. You have to fall in love with the Bible. It's the manuscript of life. I think most people don't even read it. That's what the Bible says. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. They don't have any knowledge. And I didn't have any knowledge. So that's why I was perishing. That's why I was never getting forward. Because it looks good when you have a bunch of stuff, but it looks good on the outside. Because I was rich and famous and I lived behind the community gates and I used to go home and I was empty on the inside. I had a bunch of stuff. I had a big home, $2 million home. I had cars. I had money in the bank. But on the inside, I was just like so empty. And I was wondering why I was always so empty because I was always trying to fill myself with a different car or a different house to make me feel better. The excitement of it is when you get it for the first time and it looks great, then it wears off. What do you do after it wears off? And that's what happens to most people. And it happened to me and it's happening to millions of people who are still living in that. They're living in that excitement. They chase more of this. I need more of that. What I really needed was I needed more faith. And faith is God's word. When you pick that up and you start reading and you start eating it for yourself, then it starts to come alive to you. And I think the important thing that I learned in my relationship with God was to saturate myself in his word, isolate myself away from everybody. Turn off the television, turn off the cell phone, and just lay and just read and just hear God speak to you. And he will speak clear to you. And he will blow your mind because he's incredible. He's the greatest gift that we all can receive. This is Closer Look. I'm Maria Morgan. Our guests are Daryl Strawberry, former Major League Baseball player, and his wife, Tracy. Together, they travel to testify to their own personal struggles with addiction and recovery. Tracy, you guys have said that an unhealed heart searches for relief. What what does that mean to you? God's word is to protect us and to heal us. God's command to forgive is to heal our wounded heart and the places of the past, the deep, dark wounds that we've had and the things that we've done, carrying guilt, shame and regret. What happens is the burdens of life come in and God created us to be filled with his word. And when we are not, there's an emptiness and we chase because God created us to have a desire to go out and live for him and to do his will. If we don't recognize that, know that and understand it. A desperate heart is an angry heart. It's a cold heart. It searches for relief is what it searches for. Purpose is not enough without God. God defines us. So our heart is our drive and it wants to push out. It's always seeking relief. But that relief, that peace, that purpose, that wholeness, that healing is found in the finished work of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we write curriculum and books so people can go get help on our website because it's hard to go through these um, answers and people, we don't want to leave them hanging. So we want them to have help and hope to go get the resources. But that healing process, when you're not healed, you're not whole and you'll chase anything for relief. You mentioned the curriculum that you created together. Tell us about Clean, Sober, and Saved. Sure. Clean, Sober, and Saved was designed for individuals that are suffering with addictions. 
alcoholism and defeated living, but there's also a curriculum called Clean, Sober and Save Family and Friends Edition, how to love someone that is struggling with alcoholism, addictions and other defeated living. So we encourage people to go get that off of the website. It's it's a principal Christ centered base, but it's spoken from my testimony. I lost custody of my children and my life completely fell apart, as well as Daryl. So Daryl and I know both sides of it. We know what it's like to live and come out of active addiction and what that takes. We also know what it's like to love loved ones, a spouse or a child, and what you need to do to come out of those. And we want to share our experience, strength, hope, and faith with those people. Your addiction rehab center in Florida, south of Orlando, the Strawberry Recovery Center. What kind of success have you seen there for recovering addicts? Yeah, it's been some great success stories uh, from people that have uh, come into our treatment center. You have to let them be who they are and not judge them, you know, and that's what the church has to get to the point. They were out smoking cigarettes, but they, man, they had their Bibles, they're reading their Bibles and knocking the dust off their uh, <laughs> Bible, and we just love them because you have to meet them right where they're at. See, what the problem is in um, helping people get successful is we want to judge what they're doing instead of showing them how to do something different because, see, me and Tracy come from that place, so we know exactly how to accept them right where they're at as they walk through the doors of the treatment centers, people were saying, well, well, what's wrong with them? What do you mean what's wrong with them? They're addicts, they're losing their mind right now. They, they, they don't have any hope. You have to love them, you have to reach them right where they are. They need a hug, they need to know that they're okay. And no one ever know the trauma that happens to those people that are walking through the door. But I know the trauma because I've been abused and many of us have been abused you know, in, in the life of addiction and you gotta know how to love them. And we've had some great success story with people uh, because spiritually, uh, they came alive. You know, they were they were taught some practical, biblical stuff. And being able to open your own self, get over, get out of yourself, and open yourself to say this person really needs some love and caring. And that's what Christ was all about. He was loving people right where they at. He never pointed his finger. The scribes and the Pharisees were pointing their finger at people, and that's what we're doing in America. That's what they did when I was in the midst of addiction. Because I was a celebrity and baseball player, they were pointing fingers at me and saying, "Oh, you're a loser. You'll you'll be dead." They write, "I'm dead. I no longer live. It is Christ who lives in me now. Now I'm able to do the same thing Christ would do: is to love people and meet people right where they are." I've said it before. It's about people helping people. That's how simple it is. The Lord is showing us it's all our problem. These are lives that that really matter and that we need to really bring hope. So we're just grateful that we've had great success with people and stories, and they still text me and still call me and tell me thank you. You and Miss Tracy, we love you, thank you. You brought God into my life. You showed me something that I just never could imagine here, and I'm walking freedom today, and I've been clean four years. I've been clean five years just because of your treatment center. Most recently, it's been opioid addiction making the news. You guys have taken your faith-based message to the epicenter in Ohio. You've worked with government and faith leaders in Ohio. How is that going? Yeah, it's been great work with the attorney general and pastor friends and, and leaders. I'm really trying to educate the church how to help. It is Jesus himself, the deliverer, that will set these people free. And we, I've been telling, we've been telling people in uh, the state of Ohio and we need to not be so politically correct because we have removed God from the schools because these younger people don't even know God. We have treatment centers down in Florida and we have seen them face to face and sat down with kids and asked them about their faith. And this is I've never been to church and never heard about God in school. And that's why we see the darkness. Um, the state of Ohio is number one 
and overdose. West Virginia, Pennsylvania is right behind them. Um, they're going to lose probably, you know, close to 7,000 people, 8,000 people this year from opiates and heroin addiction. It's a spiritual battle. We have to get in the game. I tell them all the time, the Attorney General, and I tell the pastors, the enemy is busy, so we need to be busy too. Uh, one day out of the week, we have a, a group called Clean, Sober, and Save because that's what they're doing. They're putting Clean, Sober, and Save into the churches down in the state of Ohio, and they want to take it to West Virginia, and they want to take it to Kentucky, a couple other places, but we have to put it in the church where we go back and bring back biblical principles to educate our younger generation that God loves them, God's not mad at them, God is waiting for them, and it's up to the body of Christ to move. This is not about politics, this is not about being uh, politically correct, this is about spiritual brokenness that needs to be addressed into these young people's life so we can help them and empower them and get them back on the right track. You also took these suggestions to Washington, D.C., to the drug czar of the United States. Are you getting any pushback from the government with such a strong faith message? Well, bringing Christ in sometimes when you're talking about the difference between church and state, it becomes a very difficult thing. But I believe that we are in a time of such desperation. We've tried everything. We've walked down every road. There's 280 million people from the voter registration cards that claim that they are Christians. When I hear that number, that excites me. But then I sit back and I say, where's the power? Where is it? So the voice needs to be there. The participation needs to be there. I truly believe that when the church is equipped, the church wants to help. But once the church becomes equipped and empowered to come in and tackle this epidemic that we're having an opioid addiction, because it's really a sin problem. It's not a drug problem. This is a sin problem. Um, separations and brokenness. There's a reason why people use drugs. Drugs is not the issue. That's a manifestation of a much deeper issue. That's an internal issue within the soul of each and every individual. And that's the place we need to reach. So I truly believe that the push that we have with the church and equipping the church with different programs to address this epidemic, we're going to see barriers come down. We're going to see the sick and the hopeless and the lost become free. And that's what's going to happen. So if we just take 280 million Americans, do our part, like my husband said, let's get busy in the church. Let's bring the power of the Holy Spirit back and walk through that educational part. And let's become powerful and do what God has called us to do. This has been Air One Closer Look. Find us online at airone.com.